The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by Mike'sArchery.com. They're a one-stop shop for virtually everything archery, bow hunting, and for your next outdoor adventure. Mike's Archery has been at the top of the archery game for over 50 years, and they want to give listeners of the Redneck Tech Podcast 10% off their entire online store using the code REDNECK10, all one word. Just put the code in before you check out, and your boys will hook you up. The guys at Mike's have always been good to us, and now they can be good to you too. Visit mikesarchery.com and get your gear now. Right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want it? Now that I hear that, now that I listen to, I mean, I listen to a bunch of podcasts. Do you think we need to redo our intro and like have some voiceover talking about what it is, or do well, we it's like the only it? podcast intro Redneck Tech has ever had? I personally like the one that we had last podcast, but oh god, it's too long. I liked it. I did like it. I did like it. Also, we can't too do long. that because it's not licensed. So, oh well, well how do we said that publicly? What? Don't take our video down we YouTube. Well, this, Sorry. Well, doesn't this podcast cost us money? Mm. It costs me money for sure. All I it, mean, everything me in this room, including this room. <laughs> well. Caleb just gets to look at all the things he spends money on all day. Yeah, that you need to us. you need to get your mic closer to your face. You, you're pulling a Lauren; it's too far away from your face. Probably should cut some of your facial hair so it's closer to your face. <laughs> Y'all speak louder before I do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll yell into this son of a gun. So um, that one end word says shout out. I don't know what that means, but he says that. Who said that? Chaz. Oh, hey, buddy. Um, I don't know if he's if he wants us to he, shout out. I him, think he wanted to or shout if he's out. shouting out something else, or if we did a shout out and he's pointing well, out. Well, Chaz said that he was going to rent our next door office, and yeah. then he didn't contact me again until today when I reached out to him. So, Chaz, you got ghosted. We need to know. No, I didn't get. Well, <laughs> if you're on the Instagram live, you just took a tumble. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I guess we'll fix that. Well, me, me and Clay will actually start talking about what we're going to talk about on the podcast, um, which tag. which is really, I mean, it's a conversation that starts out with me and Clay anyway, because we are getting to do a, um, we got to do the first non-hunting thing this last week with UNG. Of the year. Of the year. But it was like one that we knew was coming that we got to plan and kind of I say we got to do it right. Rower your head, your full head, your full heads in front of the thing. You're good. You're okay. Um. Anyway, we got to. <laughs> now you're there. Yeah. Now you're not. <laughs> now you're there. Now you're. Oh God, you guys listening to this podcast, I apologize for the two other people that are on this podcast sometimes, especially Ryer. But yeah, it was the first time we used his phone for the Instagram live, and it fell off the table. So it's that's because it's a thirteen Pro Max extra wide double telephoto seventy hundred gig RAM extra thing. <laughs> anyway, all right, back on topic. Um, we got to do a shoot for the University of North Georgia, which is my alma mater, where I. Played baseball, graduated from, and uh, played baseball. The beloved business program. Beloved, yeah, beloved business program. And uh, so they called uh, Mike Davenport, who is the head softball coach. Um, we did a, as a, it was kind of a pro bono thing we did for the high school here last year, and we did a hype video for the baseball team. Really no planning. We showed up with three cameras, ran around like wild Indians for, a full game and made a hype video with virtually no planning. And it turned out pretty good for the fact that their lights really suck. And we didn't have our FX6s yet. We were still running FS7s and FS5s. And really dark, flickery lights, all the non-good production things. But it ended up turning out better than I had hoped. And essentially Mike Davenport, who's the head softball coach for North Georgia softball, you know, they won the national championship 2015. Like, they're always in contention every year. They're really, really good. 
And he started talking to me about, you know, we need these things for softball. We need these things for the facilities. We need these things for baseball. You know, what does that look like for you guys to come do that? So we started talking in January, February. I mean, we talked for a month before we got to do it, didn't we? And uh, I went to a couple meetings, sat down with the coaches, kind of what they wanted to do, what kind of access we were going to have to do it. We sat down and planned it. Um, And uh, we didn't get to do everything we wanted to do. But as usual, as usual, yeah, shouldn't be surprised about that. But we got to go and film. We filmed a baseball game, full game, which was an mm-hmm. eighteen inning game that they end up losing in the eighteenth inning. It was an born. It was an eighteen inning game because of lack of fun things. Yeah, and they the the final score is three to two. So that should tell you everything you need to know about an eighteen inning game. And mm-hmm. then, um, then we filmed a double header for softball. That was m- as many innings. But, less less innings. Well, less innings. It was eight less innings, and they scored fifteen in the first or thirteen in the first, seventeen in the second, so thirty runs. Thirty runs. And we had so, we had to film the second game because they beat the team in the first game so bad that there was no defense. So it wasn't really even defense in the second game either. No. Well, so complete opposite experiences from baseball and softball. We got some good stuff in baseball. The two home runs that they did hit, which both their runs were off home runs. We did get those. Who got those, Rara? On which camera? The the one that mattered in the hype video. Mm, I think you did, but okay. I also got it on the drone. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, I was about to okay. say somebody so got wanna, it on the drone. If you want to go pimping around the place here, it's fair. So, but there is one gigantic feature of our new FX6s that we've already talked about that made these videos possible. And Clay, what is that? Cash record. Cash record. The catchy, the catchy record? Catchy record. Catchy so, record. essentially... We should just call it that now. Catchy record? Catchy just, record? Just for us? Yeah, and because it catches things. It does. Yeah. It kind of does. But, like, pretty much what you... Because I wasn't there for the games. Y'all did the games. I was at a wedding. Yay, me. Um, y'all did the games, and you pretty much just ran around with FX6s the whole time. Well, you flew. The, you get to talk about the drone because it was the first time you got to fly the new drone. Mm-hmm. But you essentially ran around with the FX six on cash record the whole time. Cashy record. Cashy record the whole time. Cashy record and just waited till something cool happened and rolled on it. Yeah. So you get five, ten, twenty, or thirty seconds of cash record in real time. In high speed, you only get three seconds. But, Which is a lot. But no, that three seconds is not in. High speed. It's in three seconds of regular time. Mm. I see what you, I mean. So, yeah. so when you speed it, so yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, it's still a long time though. Yeah. In, in high speed. Yeah, unless you're like me and I kind of wait for the whole thing to develop and then hit it and then just hit it again to stop it. Well, if you think about the back to the FS seven hundred days, you only got eight seconds of high speed. It was yeah. in cash and it was in trigger. That's how the FS. But you fun. only got so that's we would always it. film kills and we would like. Watch the kill and like you know, say a turkey hunt. You you hear the shot and then you count to four in your head. So you get the four seconds before and the four seconds after. Yeah. So you go like you know, you just wait and hit record. Boom! He kills the turkey. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi, and you hit the cash. You know, hit the record button, and then get it. And you pray to God you don't miss the button. You're literally sitting there waiting to hit it. Right. You know, because if you miss it, you missed it. Yeah. You got eight seconds. But now with that, what is it? Three seconds. Yep. So essentially, you're sitting there waiting on the guy to hit the ball. He swings and hits the ball. You see it go out of the ballpark, hit record. Yeah. And you got everything. How, the first, how you know, I was kind of doing it is because we were in 4K, I was kind of framing a little wide. That way, in my viewfinder, I could see him hit it. Mm-hmm. And if it went up any all, like remotely, went up in the frame like it was going out, I would just go ahead and hit record. Because mm-hmm. it could be a lazy pop fly of the shortstop, but you can't see that, so it just looked like you jacked one. Yeah. And then you got to fly the new, the new Mavic Three, mm-hmm. and uh, it's got a little hang time. Yeah, I think I loitered. <laughs> Call it loitering. <laughs> like if this was a business park full of shops, and it had like a no loitering, no skateboarding, clay, no rollerblading sign, I would have definitely gotten a ticket for how long I was hanging up there in the air, because it it was like forty five minutes. Oh yeah, <clears throat> I was, and kind of, I. It doesn't have cash records, so you can't quite do this. But I was essentially, I would just kind of fly and rotate around the field um, and just record 
whenever the pitcher got ready to pitch. And then when somebody hit something, then I'd stop the clip. But, yeah, I basically sat up there for 45 minutes just waiting for things to happen. And it's a good thing it's quiet. Yeah. Because yeah. my man got below the lights a few times. Yeah, well, so I was in the and back. And nobody ever noticed, did they? Uh, uh, they did. Who did? I don't know. Somebody did. The umpires were looking up, but they never said anything. And I knew it was there so I could hear it, but. Yeah, I didn't know because I was, I went to the I didn't know the concrete. umpires knew that. Well, they didn't say anything, and they were looking up like they could hear anything, hear something, but they never said anything. Got it. And he texted me, told me I was too low, but I had my phone on um, airplane, airplane mode. mode, which is if you guys fly the drone, it's helpful to put your phone on airplane mode because um, it makes you a better pilot because it it the phone goes into a flight mode. Let's <laughs> see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it helps you because if somebody calls you, it doesn't cover up your screen when you're trying to fly. No, it's it's, way it helps I think you. it does. In, well, on previous versions of drones, yeah, you would actually get have to to where the the signal would be interrupted yep. because the phone was doing. Oh, things. dude, the inspires. If you didn't put it in yeah. airplane mode, it wouldn't. You couldn't see yeah. it. It would disconnect the whole time. And I haven't had that problem anymore, but I just do it to be safe, just in case, because I'd hate for to lose connection when I'm way far away and not able to get it back without using the GPS location stuff on the drone. But, um, yeah, I was back, I was back in the right field corner, essentially flying. And so I heard music and whatever else. So I I wasn't hearing the drone and, uh, I was obviously in my phone screen and it's hard to gauge. Like I didn't know how tall the lights were. So I was just, Lining up a shot, apparently I was very low. But, well, so we we sat down and did a decent amount of pre-production beforehand. Um, Honestly, I leaned on Clay a lot to do more of the pre-production for this. But, you know, we went in. Why is that? Because I didn't have time to do it. That's why. (laughs) 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 But anyway, um, Uh it it turned out we got to do some of the things. you were going to do something there and you didn't backfired in your face we got to do some of the stuff we wanted to do but like clay said earlier like we had a plan not everything went to plan but we did get to do some cool stuff but at the end of the day you know essentially how we did it was we filmed a, a live game for each team or two games for softball and then we went and we filmed a practice and we tried to stage as many things as we could in the practice and we learned a lot on staging things because you work with people that aren't on camera a lot uh, or ever really, except for their phone to do TikTok dances, which we found out with softball does a lot. Um, they, when you try and get them to do things, they are very either apprehensive to do it or they're doing it in front of all their friends and they think they look stupid or they or just, they're so stoked to do it that they're like smiling and laughing. Yeah. The like, whole time. No, I need you to be serious here because mm-hmm. you wouldn't smile and laugh mm-hmm. in a game. So, and then trying to stage it in a way that made it look like the, like it was actual live gameplay, and to get especially the baseball guys to get enthused about doing it is they were not enthused about it. They just they did not care near as much as the softball team did. The softball team was very willing to do anything we wanted, stay as long as we wanted, you know, do these things over again, do that again, say this, say that, and. Baseball was like, I'm over it. I'm ready to go home. You know what I found to be the major difference? And I think you find this probably pretty consistently. Um, maybe not so consistently. Maybe maybe in oh, – let's just throw out that statement. I may have begun to make a blatant statement that now that I start to think about it is false. But between these two teams, let's say, the baseball guys seemed – they didn't want to look not cool. And the softball girls didn't care about not looking cool, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know, I don't know what to attribute that to. Ego, but the yeah, I oh, think a yeah. little bit of that, and I think no, it's it could, all of that. It could definitely be some like gender differences and like oh yeah, dude, for sure. The TikTok or the softball team does TikToks and stuff, so they're accustomed to being on camera and looking kind putting of putting themselves out there a little more. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the baseball team is not doing those kind of things. Well, see, I, and I, I think that helps a lot. Like, yeah. And you can take that even to the people that we've filmed for hunting and they, we've got some people who are just 
not afraid to be themselves. They're fine with looking goofy on a camera. They're okay if they say or do or are look kind of weird or funny because ultimately they know that in the edit it comes across well and they don't look or sound nearly as goofy as they feel like they do and it's authentic and relatable. Mm -hmm. And then you've got people who are so worried about what their image is going to be and crafting the perfect persona to be on camera that they come across as not even a human. Yeah. Because they're so worried about that. Well, see, and I tried to put myself in the in the baseball guy's position. If, you know, I'm thinking about when I played and kind of my, you know, never I was, you know, never on camera and that wasn't something I did, I would have been uncomfortable with it too. And I don't think I sure. would I wouldn't have been the best guy to be on camera. Would, and like, I'm not, now if you wanted me to like throw a bullpen for you or like pitch to live guys and like I'd have been fine with that. Yeah. But if you wanted me to like stage this, that, or the other or fake something, I'd have been like, eh, I don't know about that. Like it, it's it's really hard to get in that mindset in that mode when it's not for real you know yeah and i'm not blaming anybody yeah I mean, for sure some people i think that some people just are fine with being on camera and they don't really care how people view them and other people just don't really like to be on camera and that's a totally personal preference sort of thing mm-hmm. but it's just interesting to see but my th- the thing that's funny to me is i've ran across a bunch of people whether it's no matter what it is most of the time it's hunting but you know you find the guys that think they they're the guy that needs to be on camera. And then yeah. you put them on camera, and they're horrible. And usually it's the guy that doesn't really care to be on camera who's the personality that you want. Or I've had guys like my brother's a great example, and I've probably talked about this before. You know, off camera, you know, he's a, he's, he's a good dude, a solid personality, mm-hmm. you know, knows what he's talking about, is charismatic. You put him on camera, and he's, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like he I don't just, think I've ever actually seen him on camera before. I'd I can like show to. you some old stuff. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, he was one of those guys that, like, he had the potential if he just wasn't self-conscious about how That's he like looked. That's like Darren. Yeah. Oh, Darren. Oh, Lord I, God. I Darren's that, so bad. I edited that bear hunt. Yeah. And he, like, couldn't remember the date or the time yeah. or where he was. Or. Darren was. Darren's one of those guys <laughs> that thought – Love him to death, but he thought he's like, yeah, I can, I can be the next hunt personality. You put him on camera, and he's like, hey guys, that's exactly what he looks. Hey, like hey guys, <laughs> he shivers. Was probably just so excited. Out oh, of his he was mind. jacked, man. He was like out that of the his ball. whole brain just overloaded and shorted. Well, he would just, he would. <laughs> I can't remember what is it that he would say. Like he would talk about something every day. He's like, man, we're just, we're just having the best time. You know, it's just such good hunt. You know, we're up here. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, Canada. Like he's just. But he would be so excited that you would think he was cold because his voice would like shiver. Oh yeah. He got, I mean, he was so excited every time. And like, he would almost regurgitate the same thing every day. And like, I would like, I don't even remember if I even like tried to produce him or not. I'm like, no, nah, that's that's what you're getting. No, that's what we're getting. We'll move on. <laughs> There's like four or five like hunt intro takes of like every hunt. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Well and but he's I mean, he's grinning like a possum every Dude. time. He just like <laughs> weren't you sketching? Weren't you sketching? I'll have to find it. Oh, it's good. But yeah, we should have made an outtake reel of that. That would have been good stuff. Um I think also it's worth noting too and i've had this conversation with i think we talked about this actually a decent amount with the guys at the podcast class is um, the, poca- the podcast class the, the editing redneck, class the redneck tech podcast class the editing oh class. the editing class not the podcast i just class. call them all the podcast classes okay go it's ahead to keep up with things <laughs> um like if i gotta remember a new name every time i just i'm like we've had several classes none of them the have been podcast class. classes but go ahead the Redneck Tech Podcast editing class that we had here at the Copeland Creative Headquarters in Dahlonega, Georgia, in February 2022. Is okay. that specific? Continue, enough? yeah. Is that, we no. all know where we're at now. I know where we're at I now. was sitting in my office. Mm-hmm. We set the stage. Yep. It was dark in there. Okay. We good? You weather, got the mood? Weather? Uh, I think it was warm but rainy. Gotcha. Okay. Humid. Every day. Unseasonably okay. humid for that time of year, indeed. Did you, speaking of weather, have you seen what it's supposed to be this weekend? It was supposed to be like 38, I saw. High of 38. High of, yeah. Dude, it was 80 degrees and I was riding my bike and sweating last weekend. Not happening no more. (sighs) Anyway, continue. So, I think that there is definitely a certain element of 
some people are just good on camera and some people are not. And some people very, are very few people are good yeah, on camera. Yeah, well, let's just say decent. Like they'll they'll get by. They're not going to be like they're not going to be Michael Waddell. But there are some people who are okay and natural-ish in front of the camera and there are other people who are not and there are some people who are okay with being their genuine selves and some people who really want to portray a very specific image of who they are and it comes across kind of robotic usually. Um and I think that as a producer, it's important to make sure that you're, the person you're filming and your talent is able to relate to you and see you as an individual and as a human and somebody who's got their best interests in mind so that they don't feel like you're just some mysterious guy behind a camera asking them questions. You know? Which if like you're you wearing need, that hat, I would question. Well, see, the thing about this is if I'm able to show up and be weird, I feel like people are naturally going to kind of let that initial guard down to where they're not going to be so worried about everything. Well, I think Because they're going to see me as a person and as a friend yeah. and as somebody who's there to have a good time and with them. And they know they're not the weird one in camp. Well, right, and as opposed to me being there with a the camera – them feeling like I'm grilling them all the time and that I'm just there to get some shots. But I think that's got a lot to do with just your personality and mm-hmm. what kind of dude you are. Because, yeah. you know, I think that's why we have a lot of people that like to work with us and continue to call us back. And some of the best producers I know are like some of the best people. You know, like Brandon Pendergrass. Like, you'll not find a single person that doesn't like Brandon Pendergrass. Yeah. He's also one of the most enthusiastic, funny, goofy, lovable guys you'll ever meet. Well, he's a great producer. Well, why is that? Because he gets the best out of the people he's with because people that's who be he, people him. want to be around him. And they don't and feel they're like, comfortable around him. Yeah, they're comfortable. And that's and that is has a lot to do with who who you are as a person. Now, I've heard horror stories of, you know, editor or shooters that were like they all they did was they're a robot behind the camera. They didn't hang out with people, you know, in camp. They didn't, you know, do the little things. They didn't care about going the extra mile. They didn't care about having a conversation with you. You know, when you finally did kill a deer and elk, they never helped clean it or drag it out or do, you know, do anything else. Like they were, they, they did the camera and they did nothing else, Mm -hmm. you know? And and that's, that's not how we are, you know? Um, When you have to remove, you have to remove, um, you kind of have to quote unquote, remove the camera from the equation. Yeah. So that when, you're filming things, it's not so much that they're talking to and interacting with the camera. Because people don't talk to and interact with cameras. Because it's not a person. Mm-hmm. It'd be like you talking to a wall. If you talk to a wall, it's going to be weird. Mm-hmm. Like you just, it's an odd thing to do. So It's like people that just talk to themselves in general. That weirds me out. Like, I've never, like, just talked to myself. Like, yeah, you can do this. Like, look in the mirror. Like, yeah, yeah, you can do it. Like I've never, never been that guy. I just think that's I regularly odd. call myself mean things when I'm struggling well, on the bicycle, uh, like well, going up a hill. I can see that. I will call myself mean names and encourage myself to not <laughs> give up. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking uh, of how your legs feeling today, not great. So wait, they'll be better once you start to riding. <laughs> I have been. What do you want out of me, Gimp? Uh uh-uh. uh, no. Mm-mm. I got fully medically cleared this morning. Yeah, this you're morning, squat. huh? Hun- oh, this guy. We go to the gym. We go to the gym, and look, I'm not a weightlifter. I feel like Trump. Okay, <laughs> frankly. Okay, frankly. Okay, we go to the gym. It's a great gym. Best gym. <laughs> uh, a lot of great people at that gym. Okay, frankly, a lot of people tell me, Ryer, you're great at the gym. Um, I'm not great at the gym. I'm an endurance athlete. I, <laughs> I ride bikes. Formally. Formally. Just like I'm a former college pitcher. Formally. I couldn't do it right now. I've just I could go ride fifty miles right now. Like competitively. You would be I could ride fifty miles. It would take me a week. You would be useless for the next week. No. I could no. I could ride fifty miles. It depends but it, on I would who we be competing with. <laughs> Me. <laughs> anyway, continue. Anyway. I'm not a strength and power athlete. Okay. Okay, just generally. So when I go to the gym, I'm not putting like 325 on my back squat. Yeah. I'm doing like 135 right now because, A, I got some knee problems that I'm working through. I'm not trying to wreck my knee. <laughs> I felt you look at me. 
So I'm trying to be conservative and make sure my form is good because I haven't really lifted steadily for a decent amount of time. Um, B, I'm not trying to put up big numbers. I'm just trying to get strength. And C, I'm, like I said, I'm an endurance athlete. So Clay, I put 135 on my bar, okay? I'm going to do four sets of 10. That's good for me. Great form. And Clay, because he decides that he's going to – I don't, I don't know the word to use here. Show me up. That's not the collection of words I would usually use. I was use. trying to prove to myself that I could still do it. He, I, in, after I do one set, he comes rushing over from his freaking cable machine, throws himself under the bar, and does the sloppiest squat I've ever seen in my <laughs> life, and then gets up and is like, yeah, just making sure I could do it. Like, oh, you did one of 135. Congratulations. I'm so happy for you. Like, I guess you were trying to make me feel bad? No, I was proving to myself I could still do it. You weren't proving it to yourself. If you were proving I it to yourself. I had in eight weeks. If you were proving it to yourself, you would have just gone to the squat I rack and done cleared it. Yet. You waited until I, I wasn't was yet. on the squat rack and had my weight and did a was, set. And then you came, yet. busted over. Hold on. I want to stop y'all. Are we really, are we <laughs> yes. really having a conversation about squatting 135 pounds? <laughs> my point exactly. I just thought it was funny. Because I feel like he was trying to prove to me that he could do it. How did we even get on this? I, Ryer was talking. That's how we got on this. So, anyway, going back to UNG softball and baseball. Wait, I was coming full circle. Okay, oh, Jesus Christ. So get there. Are you circling the earth? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to quit coming to these. <laughs> no, you're not. You love it just as much as we do. Um, so, you admit you like this. Get, get Getting on you and doing podcasts? For sure, 100%. I didn't like that wording, but. <laughs> oh, there's my hat. God. So anyways, the whole point being, you need to be a friendly, likable person. And I think that it's important that all of us, when we showed up to film baseball and softball, we didn't just show up with a camera and start ordering people around. Yeah. No. We showed up, we're friendly, made jokes about ourselves, talked to everybody else, showed like... That we were not there just to throw a camera in everybody's Some friendly, face. Some th- friendly trash talk to the girls and the guys. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, and we were there to have a good time and get some good stuff. And well, I think that when they feel like you're on the same team as them, yeah, literally and figuratively, well, I think you could just yeah. get so much better stuff. For sure. I, I don't think people realize how much your personality, I don't even want to say personality, but just your on-camera talent can make or break your video. Oh, because gosh, pe- man. Well, for like, sure. People are like, what's the, f- like, I want to get in the video. What's the first thing I need to do? Find someone that will let you film them, and it's good on camera. Yeah. Because if you have someone that stands there like a stick figure and puts no enthusiasm or doesn't want to do anything, your videos can only be so good. So you may be shooting it well, but if your personality, like, yes, as a producer or cameraman, whatever, you're supposed to be telling the story, but if you don't have a produce or a uh, on-camera talent that can help you tell that story and they just give you five or six words every time you look at the camera or they just, like, mumble all the time and don't want to say anything, then you can't do anything with that. That's the hardest conversation to have with somebody. And I've had the conversation in the most Christian-like way I can with a couple people over the years. It's like, well, what do you think? And it's like, listen, dude, you're not the guy to be on camera. You're just not that guy. (laughs) You're not that guy. And I was – I learned that early on, like – have I had to be on camera since then? And will I probably have to be on camera some in the future? I'm sure. We'll figure out a way to screw it up and get me on camera somehow. First week of May. First week of May, yeah. Florida. So, or no. First no, Brian wants you to be on camera in Florida, too. Why? Because it's your first one, your first Osceola. Anyway, I, like I said, I will end up being there. But I also learned very early on that was not my strength. And that is okay. Um, it's, as you tell, I, as you can tell with us, I, I'll do some stuff every now and again on camera, but I try and avoid it because it's not what I enjoy doing. Is there someone at our door? Stand by. Oh, he just let, he's leaving boxes. You want to go grab them real quick? Yeah. Hello? He's, yeah, he's down there right now. Go grab him. You know, since I'm medically cleared... I'm trying to answer it. It won't let me answer yeah. it. Yeah, run down there quick. Sorry, guys. Oh, he just left them. Anyway, yeah, I learned early on I wasn't the guy to be on camera. I, I mean, I do I enjoy being on camera? No, I don't. Um, I try and avoid it because... <laughs> yes. 
I don't. You I, said that. The way you said it sounded like you're usually when people said, do I do, yeah, I, do I, I do this thing? Yes. But you're like, I do know. I enjoy this thing? No. Yeah. Well, Am I was, good at it? Also, no. Yeah. I mean, I'm, we're on camera right now, but it's different. I, I'm confident on camera when I'm talking about something that I know really well, but like to try and get me to be – why are you bringing it up here? I don't why remember what all presents? that – I don't remember what all that is. Sure. I don't care. Um, I don't uh, – I, I was never the – I was just never that guy to be on camera. It's like Blue's Clues up in here with the mail. Well, we're going to do a live opening on here. What do we got here? And this is how Caleb opens all of his things. That's a lens hood. That's nice. important. This <laughs> This podcast has gone off the rails. What is this? Oh, this is your chain cleaner thing for the content nice. we're doing. So I'm just going to switch this one out with well, the one that's one's... already in my garage. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Let's see what this is. If you guys have e-bikes, clean your chain. Oh, this Use is this. Lens caps. Polarizers. UV filters. So everything but the thing that it goes on. Another lens hood. <laughs> what? What are those for? The Sonys? Yeah, they should be here. I think they, they went don't, to my house. They don't come with? No. These are the smallest chain loops I've ever seen. That's what she said. Nice. Look at all these tools. And also this. <laughs> Get it. So live <laughs> unboxing. There you go. You're welcome. Nothing fun. Um, Bike tools are fun. No, they're not. But as you not see, really. something will be coming. Oh, should we announce our make it happen? Our sale items. Items. Oops, and it's already sale. falling apart. Our sale items. Well, we're getting new lenses. Oh, we are getting new lenses. Yes, go for it. Uh, we have two or three. Three. We're gonna have. Yeah, we yes, have three. We will have three Tamron twenty-eight to two hundred, two point eight to five six Sony E mount lenses. For sale, we use them all year to film we and Tiff, but we are. We they guys could buy these as keepsake lenses because these were these lenses filmed Lee and Tiffany. Yeah, things. that means but they're worth we, tens of thousands. Yeah, of dollars, you could right? just yeah. We changed and went to the Sony twenty-four to two forty because it has image stabilization. I will sell these lenses to people that listen to Redneck Tech Podcast for five hundred bucks. They're seven hundred new. They're less than a year old. Actually, they've all been bought since August. Um, there, no, yeah, nothing wrong with them at all. Um, the reason we're switching is we wanted the more, the forty more millimeters, the four millimeters wider, forty millimeters longer, and we wanted image stabilization. But if you're running these things on a tripod or camera arm, won't matter at all. Um, and hand holding them is fine as long as you're not shooting at the end of your lens. Yeah. It's even okay at the end of your lens if you know what you're doing. Yeah. But um, we just needed a little bit more punch. So well, honestly, if they had. Image stabilization, we wouldn't be getting rid of them. Yeah, if they have an image stabilization, we absolutely would not get rid of them. Yeah, they are beautiful, so. beautiful lenses. They have. Uh, I they're like super the, lightweight. I like the very light. I like the bokeh. Yeah, yeah, it's um, a it's a pretty lens, man. A lot of well, my favorite part about anything is the close focus. Mm -hmm. You can get some really cool macro shots with it because at like twenty eight millimeters, you can or twenty four, you can get like an inch or an inch and a half from your subject and focus on it. So leaves, food plot stuff, products, things like that. I mean, I honestly love it. Yeah, Food. and. If you just need one lens. How does the Sony do with a close focus? Does it do well? It's, I mean, it's standard. Standard? Standard. Doesn't do as good as the Tamron, though? No, but it's better than, like, the Canons. Oh. So. Well, it's a great lens. It's for 500 bucks. Yep. It's it's a steal. I, th I think there's seven or 800 new. I don't remember. And is, our Ronin. And the Ronin. We're selling the Ronin. We have a giant double-handled grip Ronin MX. MX, yeah. And, um... I don't know what I'd sell that one for. I'd have to look. I don't, I, they're both on. They're there's all on eBay right now. But if somebody that listens wants them, we'll sell them to them. What's the? It's uh. Was it twenty eight to two hundred? Um, yeah. Variable three point five to six three. Two eight to six. Two eight, two, eight to five, five six. six. Is the is the Tamron? Two eight to five six. Yeah. Two eight to five six. Yeah. yeah. Somebody's asking. Perfect. Yeah. Um. So let us know. DM us. Me, Ryan, Clay. Somebody. We'll get it to you if you want it. Um. The class that's coming up is going to be arrive April the 7th into San Antonio and get to the camp, which is right outside George West, Texas, which is the closest town to there is um, 
Oh, what is the name of that town? I don't remember. Look up George West, Texas. But we have, I think, two or three spots left for that. Really two. Um, I don't know if James is coming yet. He hasn't told me for sure. If James doesn't come, we have three. If James is coming, we have two. And honestly, we have five guys coming, or five or six guys coming right now, and that's going to be a, a lot for what we're doing. Um, but we're going to be filming the first episode of a new series that we're coming out with with Chuck Balmore. He'll be in camp. We're going to be filming a show, and you're going to be there for every step of the way on how we do the show start to finish. Um, I'm hoping we get done filming in enough time to where we can actually do some editing on Sunday as well. So we might get to show you all the f- all the field production process, but maybe even up until the final edit process. I don't think we'll get the whole edit done, but we're going to have – we'll all three be there, and Chuck will be there. There'll be as much gear as we can haul there. Um, and it'll be a good time. We'll have a great time. We have a camp all to ourselves. We'll probably break up into two or three teams. That way not everybody's running around with Chuck filming. We'll, we'll probably like rotate since we'll have three warnings to hunt. That way everybody gets to go on the hunt with Chuck at some point, and then we'll probably have one or two more guys hunting too. So I don't know who that is yet. We haven't figured that out. Probably be Clay because he hasn't killed a Rio yet. Ryer said he doesn't care to hunt. We He might change his mind. Well, it's Ryer not that I don't care to hunt. It's that I don't have enough experience turkey hunting that I can be self-sufficient well, I think it. it would be fun for you two to go. One of you run camera, one of you film, and then vice versa. And that way... I mean, it's the least he could do. I did get him on his first two deer one weekend, so... <laughs> <laughs> I just don't appreciate that you said I don't care to hunt. Well, you said that I you d- didn't want to go. No, I don't want to be the... He on, doesn't... I don't want to yeah. be the main hunter. Yeah. Because if somebody is... It'd be great if you want to teach somebody how to... How to film and also guide at the same time yeah so if anybody well, wants that's what that clay's going to be doing if he takes you or or the, <laughs> if the, anybody wants that kind of experience or if you want to know what it's like people the two people <clears throat> could film ryer and i and try to produce us oh you could produce uh, well i mean we, we can figure that out but yeah. we're gonna we're, it's gonna be very diverse class to where we are gonna be able to see the entire process and it's something that people have asked us about doing for a long time we're finally gonna we'll get be the able opportunity to do, to do drone stuff we'll be able to show you Pictures, um, pictures, pictures interviews, night lapses, night time lapses, lapses, interviews, how to light interviews, how to shoot them, how to produce them, we what questions do some to interior ask, stuff, all of it. So um, we're going to be doing doing a lot of dialogue. We're actually going to have a um, another guy there that we're going to get permission to hunt from. We're going to actually meet him somewhere and talk to him. Chuck will be doing the on talking. It'll be a logistics. We haven't figured out logistics of how we're going to get everybody around yet, but we're going to figure that out. We might have him come to us. Might make more sense that way. But, um, yeah, it'll be a freaking fun class. I can promise you that. Um, two to three spots left, and uh, we'll, make it, we'll make it happen either way. But I see what he did there. You like that? Um, on the UNG softball baseball shoot, what did you, yeah. what did you really – I was, about, I was, what I was you, about to prompt us to circle back around. I, th- I felt like we got way off the shut rails. Shut your mouth. And I just hate doing that. What, what is it that you wish we would have gotten to do more? I know what you are. Let's go with Clay first because I know Same what you want to say. exact thing. Same exact thing as yeah. him? I wish, to, and to be specific, I wish we had the chance to stage exactly what we wanted, how we wanted. What would you want to stage? What do you think we missed out on? Um, there's a lot. I mean, fielding is These not, videos aren't out yet, by the way. The fielding is not as cool as defense. Hitting tanks and striking people out, which yeah. I guess is technically defense, is a lot cooler. But just people running up and catching a fly ball, throwing someone out, turning double plays, um, steals, things like that. Yeah. I wish we had time to stage with the light that we wanted. Yeah. Because that was a big thing that the way that the field set up, it was in the batter's eye. Meaning when you filmed the face of a defensive player to make it look as real as possible, they were backlit, which is fine. But the time of day that we had was three, four o'clock where everything was super harsh Trash. and it looked awful. So, okay, here's the better question because I know that's exactly what It didn't what look awful. It just wasn't um, like well, ideal controlled lighting. Well, in the, the games for baseball and softball, well, no, not baseball, but softball, it had just rained, so everything was overcast, so it looked beautiful. But here's my thing, and, and this is what I feel like on every shoot I've ever done ever, is when we go to stage things, I feel like there's always a bunch of people standing around that are anxious, that like, want to get out of there. 
What is yeah. the best way going forward doing this again? What's the best way to do this? To get I think twelve to fifteen volunteers that say, Hey, look, y'all are just here for video. You know, get loose and we're gonna do all these things for video. I think what we not need have to everybody because hey, there's like forty baseball. Hey, you're players, not right? a starter and you never get to be on the field, so you're gonna be in the video so you can actually be on the field. Mm. I, I mean, think <clears throat> but I honest. think it comes down to the same thing as and we find this a lot just doing what we do is people often default to they just want you to follow them around with a camera, yeah. which works to an extent and you get some stuff. Um, or they try to shoehorn doing this in with a hunt or in with while you're here or like I want you to film a commercial, <clears throat> but we don't want to take a day. So keep a in day, mind that we... It. That's all we get a day. Yeah, keep in mind we want a bunch of these shots, so try to get them when you're out and about. And invariably, you never really can because you're in the middle of a hunt. Um, and so usually you get basically something that's, you maybe get 70% of what you want. And the really cool stuff that you have in your head as somebody who does production for a living that you want and that you see on a lot of the big budget stuff, you don't ever get a chance to do because you physically cannot do that while you are doing other things like in a hunt or at a game. Like you just physically can't do certain things. Um and I think that a lot of it could be solved by saying, hey, calling up whoever it is. Um, if we're going to do the sports stuff, calling up the coach and saying, hey, you know, we're going to make this video. We need, we're going to come film a game. Okay, we're going to take two or three of us out and just film the game. We're going to put one person on a long lens, one person on a wide lens in the dugout, and another person floating around, right? So we're getting all the angles of the game. Because ultimately you do want that really cool gameplay, authentic emotional footage that you can get from a game. Um, but again, because of the nature of it, you can only get certain angles and you're going to miss some stuff and you can't get some of the shots that you would want to really round out a piece. So in addition to the game, we also need to set up to film some additional stuff. And I think that we say, look, we just need you to set aside a night, you know, when you don't have to practice your guys or whatever, and we can come at 6 o'clock under the full lights and just run through a bunch of stuff. And that way, <clears throat> one, we don't have to worry about, oh, these guys have a game tomorrow, so we can't have the pitchers thrown or yeah, the guys batting because... Thing. We were too late to this. I think that's what killed us. This needs to be done in, like, the October. F- or Yeah, the fall. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we got to do it to where if we just set aside an evening, they're not going to feel like they missed out on important preparatory stuff for their actual season. They hit off a freaking machine. Yeah. We never did that. Well, and I also don't think, once again, people that are not in production or around production see something and don't realize what it's going to take on their end to yeah. make it happen. No, and nobody, like there's nobody some, does. There's some shots where we you need to – Set it up. So be like, hey, pitcher, I need you to throw this. We're going to have the guy try to hit it over here. And we need everybody in the dugouts. And we're only going to be filming this thing. But everybody needs to act like this is a game so that, you know, when you're hitting it to whatever, through whatever area on the field, everybody's doing what they would do in a game if the ball had been hit there. Yeah. Because a lot of times what happens is, okay, the one person who we need to field the ball moves, but nobody else moves. Yeah. And anybody who's watched any sports knows that as soon as the ball's hit, all nine guys on that field are doing something going somewhere. Yeah. Right. And you also can't have three dudes in the corner just looking standing. at their shoes. Yeah. And just random stuff. Like, you have to be able to come to the practice and set up all of these scenarios and have every, there maybe one camera on that field getting this shot, but everybody has to act like it's a game and we can't have like all these people out and everybody just has to wait till we get that shot. Okay, now we move to the next one. Okay, now I need a base runner on first. He's going to run like it was hit. I need you all to turn a double mm-hmm. while this guy runs from home to first like he had just hit it. Like recreating some of that stuff in the most realistic way possible um, just requires that you basically have a dedicated shoot. And I think that that's what we miss a lot is we don't get the opportunity to have dedicated shoots. Yeah. Well, and we had 
So, like, for baseball and softball. Softball, we had coaches following us around with gloves because they were just – softball, we had a little bit more where they inter-squaded and mm. let us yeah. stop. But, like, baseball literally just had a straight-up practice. And during BP, they had players following us around with gloves to, so we could turn our back and not get smoked. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really get – I mean – Anything. Yeah, nothing of value came of no. that. Well, because they had nets Every, up, and there would be four or five guys standing at each yeah. position, and it just looks like you're out filming a practice, not – Getting shots. Everything in the baseball one, because Ryer got shafted and had to do the baseball one, um, that isn't gameplay. We literally did under the lights in that 45 minutes. Yeah, if that. Yeah, I think yeah. it was 30 minutes we got. And it turned out really well yeah. for what we had, you know. And I, I mean. And I think I think it's important to note that <clears throat> when we, myself included, probably more specifically myself, like we talked about when we did the shoot, what I would, you know, rate my cameras what I feel like I got well, let's, and all that. Well, let's go back. So but, when we got in the truck, I said, we all three got in the truck, and I said, what do you guys, how do you think it went? Give it a grade, that A, B, C. I said it was a B minus. Clay said B, and you said C. C. And the reason was? I just felt like I wanted to get more stage stuff. Yeah. More, more staged gameplay. I think we were able to get some really cool stage stuff. Um and we, we were given a lot of latitude and definitely got a bunch of stuff. Um, but I always I just would have liked to have a little bit more – I, w- I would call it dynamic. I think in order to get some of the more dynamic shots, especially in a sporting situation, you, you just kind of have to set everything apart and go for that one shot. See, my B-minus came from the enthusiasm that the baseball guys went at it versus the softball players. You know, the well, soft- when we did that, we hadn't done baseball yet. I know, and but I just my that was the takeaway for me is like there's nothing that gets me more excited about doing my job when the person on the other end of the camera is as excited as I am. Yeah, and I feed off their energy, and usually they feed off mine. And I try one hundred percent a team, effort. and I always try and be positive and, and like try and make it better. Or, you know, you know, give somebody some crap. You know, baseball players usually respond well to, you know, some nice solid trash talk or they, they, they weren't they responding to the trash didn't. talk. They didn't at all. And we tried. We got there before <laughs> pre- we got we got there like two hours early. I got in the dugout and talked to them. You know, I played there so I knew, you know, I knew the coach and tried to give them some funny stuff and they just <sighs> meh. They're like, cool. And then it literally as soon as we walked out they started laughing and cutting up yeah. and giving each other crap. Yeah, and, and then which I get it. they don't know us. You know, we don't know them. You know, we're new or new people there, and this is a new thing for them to do. You know, it's a whole new thing that the, the 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 softball and baseball teams are trying to go to. But like, I feel like it's even got to do with the cultures of the team, you know, and and how they operate, and then how that essentially, you know, University of North Georgia is trying to get into. You know, they're they're, they're seeing what these Division One schools are doing with their media and everything, and they're like, okay, how do we do that on our budget? You know, we don't have. University of Alabama or University of Georgia's budget, but how can we create some cool content around that? And then they have us right down the road. That was an alumni that played there. So it's like, okay, let's do this stuff and let's, you know, use these pieces of content to bring in new blood, new, you know, players and things like that. And uh, I just, I think the softball girls get it. Mm-hmm. They understand the value. Baseball guys, I mean, I'm thinking to myself when I was that age, they're stupid. They're stupid. They're there to, to play baseball and then graduate, and, and then they have no idea what they're doing. They're, they live – they can't see past their nose. Um, and But I also see that. You know, I, I just – I never realized how dumb I was until, you know, 22, 23 years old, and I'm like, gosh, I was really, really dumb. <laughs> Started growing up and learning and, you know, had my first kid and got married, and I'm like, yeah, I was I was pretty stupid, and and that and that's where those guys are, you know, they they they're very self centered, they they know what they're there to do, and they're there to compete and play baseball. But like in terms of seeing the and 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 also we're very prejudiced too and very biased because we're thinking about this in terms of what we want out of the content. You know, we can't make them do it. Yeah. You know, but I think they did a good job for not knowing anything. You know, softball, yeah. we had spent some more time there, and Davo had probably talked to those girls I a lot. I was just about to say what, what – He what probably if. primed them really, really well, whereas baseball, you know, I know <laughs> Coach Cantrell was probably, yeah, they're going to come video some stuff. Y'all be ready. 
Yeah. That's probably about as much talking well, to as I got. And another thing is, like, if you watched the, the softball team when we weren't doing anything, like, the entire <clears throat> team talked to everybody else on the team. They were always joking around. Mm. Like, and I just know from playing baseball just like you, half the baseball team doesn't like the other half of the baseball team. <laughs> so a lot of that could have been just – There's a, no more bigger douches than some freaking baseball players. So right? a lot of that could have really, really just are. been team dynamic. Yeah. Where I, I don't know. Y'all haven't been to a cycling race. You want you want to talk about some prima donnas? I have been to a cycling race, but it was the six gap, and they it's not a race; it's a ride. First of all, exactly. Every, as soon as there's more I'm not than a, one person exactly. on any ride, it is a race. I know whether I, both parties consented to it or not. And I told her, I'm like, okay, then why is there a clock there to see when this guy gets done? Because you're obviously keeping up with whoever the fastest was to get back. It's a race. There's it's always a, ra- a race. Yeah, it's a race. It's like. You okay? You don't even have to be more even, than one person. Even if it's only a race for five seconds, you put more than one male there. Yeah, it's a race. I don't care what it is. I don't care if we're playing tiddlywinks. I don't care what it is. It's I would competitive. Like to know what tiddlywinks is. I've just always heard that as a no. term used to play in a game. I don't know what tiddlywinks no, is either. This is gonna. This is a risky culture. <laughs> <laughs> don't go spamming your new computer now. Okay, is it an actual game? Yeah. What is it? Tiddlywinks is a competitive game involving four colors of winks. What is this a wink? This doesn't help me at all. <laughs> okay, Tiddlywinks is a game played on a flat felt mat with sets of small discs called winks. A pot, which is the target, and a collection of squidgers, which are also discs. See, this is what it sounds like when somebody starts explaining cricket. Yeah, then that makes no sense. Players use a squidger nowadays made of plastic to shoot a wink into into flight. Played that by in elementary flicking school. Flicking the squidger across the top of a wink and then over its edge. I played that in elementary school. So basically, you're just trying to get these little colored discs. Well, I didn't even know there were a, positions in soccer until I was in high school. I just thought it was a bunch of people running around kicking a ball. It is. Yeah. Well, you're not wrong. Um, but anyway, um, f- I, the videos aren't out yet. They're going to be out. Hopefully soon they we they've been done for days. We're waiting. We have on to go. We have to approve those. This is another part of the process that we haven't really done before. Approval? Is no, we have to <clears throat> go and check these videos on a big, huge video, video board. board with a quote unquote stadium sound system. One thing and figure out how they look and sound. Stadium. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a sporting venue sound system. It sounds bad, but I don't really care about the baseball team at this point. But, like, has Davo showed it to the softball team? I don't know. Because it would be really cool to, like, unveil it yeah. with them at a practice while we're, like... Let me ask him that. That's like, actually a good idea. Because, like, right before practice, he could be like, hey, we're going to unveil the video and then get their live reaction, and then we can also, at the same time, make sure it's not doo-doo on their busted speakers. I feel like we need to make sure of that first before we unveil it. Because if we unveil it and it looks like... Well, overexposed and the that's true. sound is trash, that's then true. It's, they're going to be like, what is that? Boo. Yeah. You're trash, my guy. Oh, Caleb, <laughs> you know that uh, this, just because we were bored and wanted to have some fun, um, you know, the last intro? time y'all, Yeah. Last time y'all did that, it turned into that. Well, so <laughs> instead of cheers, I went and found a boo soundtrack. <laughs> it's very funny when I put the booze after your name. <laughs> Caleb Copeland. Boo. <laughs> I, also I need th- to give you all more stuff to do, apparently. <laughs> we, well, we were there. No, we, were do, we, did, we did that on overtime. Oh, so you did that while you were doing Yeah, that. we did yeah. that on overtime. I just downloaded player. it. Oh. I just downloaded it just because I was like, I wonder what that would sound like. Because <laughs> we were like, I wonder if we should do that just to mess with Caleb. <laughs> I was, I, before we did the podcast today, I thought about. Uh, hey, dang, I should have came in and switched the button so that if when you went to hit this one, that one played again. Mm. But Well, um, I guess the next thing is so to talk about. How did you about, feel about the edit? Oh, we're still talking about that. Um, okay, cool. Because, I mean, that's that's probably the like the first kind of hypey edit that I think you've yeah. really done. How did um, you feel? I'll give you my thoughts in a minute. What was – uh-oh. Go ahead and give me your thoughts. No, I want to hear – great. No, I, I want to hear Clay's well. Uh, so I did thought, thought process thoughts about the entire process and what parts that he liked and what parts that he found challenging about that kind of edit. I felt like I had everything I needed because we had a lot of offense and the girls are more cooperative. But I never once had the vision that you had that you did with yours. 
like all the bumping in and the glitches and stuff like that? Well, I think that was because he didn't have everything he wanted. That's why he did that. That's what we call church and edit up. Why well, don't you think? Um, yes and no. Because I personally don't like. I like the one that he did yeah. because I know that he didn't have all the other stuff. Yeah. But when I see him on YouTube or whatever, and I'm like, mm, could have done something better with that. Could done, and obviously, yeah, they also could have not had the same things that Ryer didn't have. Yeah, but I don't know. Fuck, like I had everything. I I wish I. What did you I'm, feel like was challenging that you didn't expect to be challenging about that edit? The music. I mean, we went through what three different rounds of music before y'all finally found something that. We and then like, we changed that song up like four times before we were happy with it. Well, we? no, we cut it to the length that UNG wanted. Yeah. And you basically made executive decision that, no, they're going to get it longer and they're going to like it longer. Yeah. So then we had to cut it to where the song had a couple words that repeated, so we got shots of girls mouthing that for the video. And when Ryer and I were in there cutting it longer, we cut that piece out, but we knew we were going to go get those shots of the girls saying that word, so we had to cut it longer than the previous one, but still fit that part of the song in to match those shots. Yeah. And after that, it was... I mean, and when I say longer, it's a minute and 14 seconds. Originally, they wanted it 30 to 45. A lot happens in a minute and 14 seconds. So yeah. It's about as fast as you can make an edit. Yeah. And, I mean, Briar's, I mean, heck, yours is even faster. I think his is 47 seconds or something. Yeah, and it's... And he had considerably less to work with than what I did. Yeah. So... That's but, why we gave it to the executive chief editor. <laughs> But it, I think they both turned out very well. Um, I'm obviously biased towards the softball just because I know there was better stuff. But, like, if you'd have showed them both to me um, and not knowing that, I'd have probably went with the baseball one just because I'm a baseball guy. Yeah. You know, and the coach loved it. You know, TC really liked it. Um, we haven't well, got they, the green light from the media department yet. But the why is it we are the media department? Yeah, I know. I know. But I wish we should be. They also, like, we showed Davo – the super, super rough cut of the softball one. He was happy with that. That had the same shots in there as placeholders just for, like, editing marks. I think I can think of the three-shot sequence that the same three-shot sequence was in there, like, six times mm -hmm. just as a placeholder because it worked on, on the beats of the music, and he's like, oh, dude, I love it. Yeah. <sighs> what? Nothing. Not at liberty to discuss. Um, <laughs> anyways... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was just curious on your thoughts on the edit because I know that it was. You know, I can go back and look at those comments, right? Taylor's watching. Oh, oh. No. Gotcha. I just like to give him a little bit of crap about it. <laughs> oh. She asked me. She's like, "Does do Ryder or Clay ever give you crap about me watching?" I'm like, "No, we need the viewers. You're usually like one of seven. <laughs> <laughs> right now, she's one of two. Ooh, she's fifty percent of our viewership." <laughs> Um, but I want to talk about now. There's one. The, now there's none. The uh, turkeys. So I wonder if turkeys my phone is died. A, turkeys is upon us. Oh. oh, wow! You're really dropping the ball today with the phone here. <laughs> I wasn't expecting for my phone to be used. I hadn't charged it 100 percent because I you I just came up here and I had the computer and I guess that was my punishment. <laughs> <laughs> I sat my computer down and you're like. Well, now we get to use your phone up there. Turkeys. Let's talk about turkeys for just a minute. We're about to get into turkeys. We're about to do our first turkey trip uh, in two weeks, two and a half weeks. Yep, two weeks. To Florida. No, three weeks. Is it three weeks away? No. Yeah. I guess. yeah. So last week. Because Ryer and I go to Arizona, not this weekend, but next weekend. Then it's the next weekend. So it's two and a half weeks. Yeah. Um, We are... First one's with Spy Point, and then we have about a five-week run all through Texas, Kansas, Nebraska, Montana, Iowa. Don't know if I'm going to go to Ohio now or not. Still trying to figure that one out. But, um, yeah, it's about to be fun. Balls to the walls. Um, got tons and tons and tons of content, some new stuff coming out, the new Make It Happen series. Um, we are going to be hunting it with Lee and Tiffany in Iowa first week of May. Um, just follow on social media, man. It should be a really fun ride. Um, we got a bunch of cool ideas, some redneck tech stuff. We're probably going to be taking the redneck tech podcast board on the road with us and do some fun podcasts on the road. I don't know whether we'll be able to stream those live or not. I don't know if we'll have the bandwidth internet or anything. So they might just be 
audio podcast, but um, you get what you can get and you don't pitch a fit, in the words of my wife. So, um, yeah, that's all I got. We're over an hour, aren't we? Right out of an hour. 20 seconds left. And then. So, y'all got anything else? Nothing? No, I think. You know what you should do? Mm. You should plug that up to the loose stem and see how it does. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. A little miss, solid miss, burn in. Yeah. A little warm up. I want to do that. Kind of like. Or, or open up a consolidated show of something that you know struggled and see what it, how it does. I just wait till I have something to edit and I'll edit it on here and see how it does. I don't know. I, don't know. Uh, I got something for you to edit. <clears throat> what? Um, the uh, make it happen sizzle tease. Ooh. There you go. Hook it sucker I mean, up I don't to the have server. To have something to edit. <laughs> now you do. Well, we got well, the Bergara shoot. We got yeah. that tomorrow. So you do have to have something to edit. You're the chief editor. He always has to have something to edit. Well, so that's what you'll be working on Bergara on Monday. So yeah, you do that on Monday. So that'll be actually a good one because it'll be a freshie. You start from nothing. But I'm not going to edit it. <laughs> I know I just spent all this money on my laptop. I'm still going to use my desktop if I can. Why? You can desktop. hook that up to your, your monitor and just use this. Try it. Yeah. Why not? Use the computer of this, but the monitors of the. I bet it's mm. still. I bet it's faster. Might I guarantee be. it is. I Might guarantee be. it is. <coughs> I bet it's three times faster. Three times? I, bet I don't you. know how we quantify that. How do we test that? The I bet you just go plug it up and hit render and see how you have the amount of explicitives <laughs> that come after your edits. Yeah. <laughs> Because me and me and Clay will be able to tell you quantitatively how many less um, f bombs are. Speaking of that, Redneck Tech listeners, Caleb and I had an idea that we would put up a GoPro in Ryer's office on loop record, and anytime he had a catastrophic meltdown, which happens approximately five times a week. First of all, it's not no, catastrophic no, because no, nothing no, gets destroyed. No, no, no okay, no, it's not no, catastrophic. No. You can call it a meltdown, does but that, it's not catastrophic. Does have it? Every time. He explodes. We would go in there and have it on recording and then post it to the Instagram. So if that is something you would like to see, please let us know. You, you can. It would be, almost be like a live cam. <clears throat> I will physically cuss more. Doesn't matter. I'll so bleep, that we I cannot. will physically bleep him out. <laughs> loop recording. On the Osmo. Is there an option for loop recording segments to merge? No, that's not what I'm asking. On the Osmo? On the Osmo, yeah, I'm looking. Does the Osmo action have loop recording? Uh, if you choose infinite as a recording period, then the Osmo Action's recording principle is similar to that of the car dash cam. And the camera will continue to record until the battery level becomes low or until you stop recording. Loop recording. I don't think it does. I think I looked it up. Main question, loop recording through how the files are handled. Seems uh, five to six minutes, segments to however. Which camera do we have? The Osmo. Do the GoPros do it? Yes. You can do then a f- I'm sure the Osmos do you it. You can then. do 5, 10, or 20 minutes, I think. We'll look that up, but that would be kind of funny to do. Where are we going to be at in Kansas? Devin Mad- was wondering. Madison, Kansas, southeast. And then Winter Production asked, did I get the M1 or the M1 Max? I think I just got the M1, M1. Pro. Um, M1 Max or M1. I got the M1 Pro. I did M1 not get Pro. the M1 Max. That's what mine is too, I think. About this Mac. Hold do we want to talk about live? M1 Pro. Who's going to do what tomorrow? Because we still haven't figured that out, and it's stressing me out. No. Okay. We'll talk about that when we get done recording. We'll probably do a podcast about that next week after that shoot's done. Yeah, I think I think it is worth noting we probably should have prefaced this entire podcast with it. We are all very critical of ourselves and our work and I've never been happy with a single thing I've ever done, like completely happy. And uh, so when we talk about shoots and say, you know, it may sound like we're being very critical and that we're not happy with what we produced. It's not that we're not happy with what we produced. It's just that we have a certain bar of, let's say, quote unquote, production perfection that we set out to achieve when we go to shoot something. And 100% of the time, we do not reach that level of production perfection because, of course, that's an unattainable standard. Um, but we, we like to take that and retroactively look back at the shoots and go, okay, what worked? Um, what didn't work? What could we have done better? What could we have done differently? What did we like and not like about X, Y, and Z? Um, 
And that's what you're hearing us talk about. You're hearing us talk about where we could have improved, what we didn't like, um, this, that, and the other. Uh, because that's really kind of one of the most, the easiest things to talk about. Yeah. And, and it, I feel like that's oftentimes the most educational thing to talk about. Um, because at the end of the day, when you watch the video, that was the good part. Yeah. You get to see the good parts. Yeah. Um, and maybe we could do a better job of trying to be more balanced in our analysis of talking good and bad. Well, but I think it's important just for people to note that we are stoked on what we produce. Yeah. Like if we put it out, then we're happy with it. Yeah. And that we're, we're excited that we produce that and we're, um, you know, proud of it. Yeah, but what but kind of to what you what Ryer's saying, you go ask Steven Spielberg on something he won an Oscar on, he's gonna tell you all the things that he wishes he would have done or could have done better. And that's kind of where we're coming from, is like I'm not saying we're Steven Spielberg, not even close, but you look at what we're doing, there's always something, there's always one percent more we could have done or could have done better. Usually it's more than one percent. And usually we're constrained by time, budget, sponsors, um, location, whatever. I mean, but it's it's one of those things to where every shoot we're trying to get 1% better in everything we're doing. But, like, we, we try and lay it out to where you guys can understand, like, this one minute and seven second softball edit, the 47 second baseball edit, that's, Roughly two minutes of finished content took us one, two, three, four, five, six. <clears throat> At a minimum, six working days between edits and shoots. And then, you know, hours of planning. So, two minutes of content took six plus days. Um, and when you invest that much time into something... You want to, you want it to be perfect. It will never be perfect, but we know the imperfections. You, the end viewer doesn't. Um, but it's just like you know, we talked about with Blue Stem. Some of the things we had to change that we didn't want to change. You guys, the end user, never sees it, other than what's you know, uh, you know what comes out, and you're like, man, that's great. I loved it. Whatever. We know <laughs> what it's lacking. We know what it could have been. Um, and that's and, and as creatives, that's what we get stuck on. That's what we always go back to. How do we next time not leave those things out, not have to take those things out and do, uh, you know, have those things happen? But that's just that's just the name of the game, unfortunately. Good. Yeah. All right. Peace, everybody. <laughs>